Welcome to the Paradigms and Perspective Podcast. I am your host, Joe Simmons, and on this podcast, we talk about paradigms and perspectives and how people can achieve different results just by changing their paradigm and their perspectives. Let's get started with today's episode. Great work. How do you actually create great work? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Now, we have two very different perspectives today. We have the Steve Jobs approach, and we have the Gary Vaynerchuk approach. Steve Jobs, massive innovation, and what I feel is the greatest entrepreneur of all time. Now, while being a visionary, and I can relate to this, you're going to have people that don't understand you. And Jobs' main motivation was adverse confrontation. He believed in his vision strongly and wasn't going to settle for anything less. And the way he motivated people was through adverse confrontation. Why did Steve Jobs have adverse confrontation as his motivation? Well, because of the personal development and his spiritual enlightenment and the paradigm shift that Steve Jobs had, he believed in abundance. Now, a lot of people that may have believed in computers the way he did, but their paradigm may have been in abundance, but their perspective was very either limited or in a survival paradigm, and that can cause huge frustration for both parties. For Steve, he believes in abundance, and he's like, push, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. That is what visionaries do. They're always pushing the limit to see what is possible because they believe in abundance. Then you have the limited perspective in which they believe that things are possible, but they also things are limited based on their own either comprehension or also either based on their personal experience. And then you have the survival paradigm. Everything is exciting, but once again, it's all about the survival mindset and staying alive and reducing stress, conflict, and chaos. Energy, something that we all have very limited of, energy. Now, while Steve Jobs had this adverse mindset and was a visionary and was willing to do whatever it took to achieve that goal, it takes a lot of energy. So I'm pretty sure it took a lot of energy and emotional and mental energy on both sides. As I previously mentioned, Steve Jobs was exerting energy, spending time trying to convince everybody what is possible because they either haven't experienced it or it's just too far out. It's impossible. There's no way that we can get this done, especially on this limited time frame. Which this also comes down to, what are you focusing on? They, from, Steve's, from Steve's perspective, they're focusing on a problem. They're focusing on why it worked. On the flip side, the employees and other collaborators, their, their energy is waning. They don't know how much more they can take. Why can't Steve just be satisfied? Why can't he just accept that it's impossible, we can't meet these deadlines, and we just can't get it done? That should be sufficient enough. We did the best that we could. 
with what we thought we had as far as resources and as far as intellect. And why can't we just let bygones be bygones and come to an agreement that it cannot work? Primal brain, survival, pleasure, enjoyment, relaxation, very limited or no stress at all. That is what Steve's collaborators wanted when it came to working. But little did they know that we're in for a rude awakening. With Steve, it was going to be stress. It was going to be pressure. Meeting what they consider unrealistic deadlines. But their response, what they really wanted to say, was just say no. But at the same time, Steve had a track record for pushing them outside of the comfort zone and producing great results. Growth and development. The best way to change is to change the environment. And when you change the environment, you change the conditions. Pain, challenges, and adversity are required for changing the environment and for changing the conditions. Let's start with pain. It's going to be very uncomfortable. It's going to feel like it's unbearable. You're going to ask yourself, why am I doing this? What is the benefit? Now, if you look at it at first glance, you will see that there's no benefit to this. You want to go back to your traditional survival paradigm and just walk away from it or just get rid of it. But later on, you can see the results later on that it will be beneficial. If you could just outlast the pain or overcome the pain. Challenges. Anything that's worthwhile, you're going to have a challenge. You're going to have either an internal struggle between what you believe, your personal experiences, and what you want to achieve. Or you could have an external challenge. Something or someone that is in your way that is currently preventing you from achieving that growth or that development in that new environment. And then adversity. You're going to have adversity. There's going to be something that goes wrong. There's going to be something that may be very catastrophic. May seem impossible to the average person. And even to your mind. Even to your intellect. But what you seek through that adversity... Those challenges and that pain is on the other side. Do you have what it takes to get to the other side? Or would you fold? Or would you just pause and say, you know what? I gave it my best shot, but I don't have what it takes. And I can't go any further. Giving birth or the birth experience is painful for all species. But... That species know that in order to give birth to that new child, they have to grow through the pain. And that is the ultimate reward for that species. It's going through the process. No matter how much pain they endure, no matter how many challenges they face, or how much adversity is presented to them throughout this process. Gary V also known as Gary Vaynerchuk, is a serial entrepreneur, podcaster, author, 
speaker, and may even be considered a motivator. Now, I know Gary Vee may not consider himself to be a motivational speaker, but he does have influence and impact. He's also your entrepreneur's favorite entrepreneur. Gary's V motivation is extreme gratitude. He's grateful that his parents immigrated from Belarus in the late 70s and gave him an opportunity to come to America and to pursue his dream, which is now to become the owner of the New York Jets. So Gary is just very grateful, hence the reason why he likes to show gratitude and compassion to others. Compassion, sympathy, and empathy are words that Gary Vaynerchuk, or as we know him as Gary V. lives by. Compassion. Gary has the heart of gold. Showing compassion to others when even the majority may feel like that that person doesn't deserve compassion. Gary is very sympathetic to understanding that people have lives outside of just their professional career. And he's also very focused on showing people that they can and they should pursue their dreams or their passion and should not really be concerned with the opinions of others. Gary also shows empathy. He's very empathetic to people that don't understand him. Even his critics, maybe it can be a former employee or maybe it could be a former business partner. But Gary is too focused on achieving his dreams and building the VaynerX empire that he doesn't have time to waste on things that may not be very important to him. Hence the reason why he shows compassion, sympathy, and empathy to others when the average person would not do it. Gary is influential impactful, and changing millions of lives all around the world. My personal Jobsian experience has been difficult as well as for those collaborators and employees working with Steve Jobs. I've had management where it was just too much. But for me, it wasn't necessarily about pushing it to the limit. It was more about micromanaging and having to be on top of everything in creating unrealistic expectations, just for the sake of creating unrealistic expectations, money for ego and pride, and to show the superiors of the company just how great they really are. I've even also worked for an owner of a company who had certain expectations and wasn't realistic at all. And like I said, he fell in that category too where I felt like it wasn't really justifiable. I feel like he was just making these unrealistic expectations just for the sake of hitting goals and which was really motivated by money, which I understand. One of the major goals of a business is to make a profit. But I feel like the strategy was very poor and didn't have a high chance of success Hence the reason why he had a high turnover rate. But he didn't care. He had a Darwin attitude. Survival of the fittest. Whoever's meant to be here, 
it's going to remain here. If it's not meant to be here, it won't be here. And he showed no gratitude even to some of his senior members on the team. So that was a wake-up call for me. If he's disrespectful and doesn't appreciate his senior members on his team that have been with him five and ten years, me think that he would be appreciative of me, somebody that is new and has just joined the team. My personal Vaynerchuk experience has also been traumatic. So where with the jobs and experience, it was too much. With the Vaynerchuk experience, it was too soft. In which I've been a part of teams where the management was just too soft. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for, you know, being one for your team and making sure you take care of them. But they also know how to take advantage of the management team if you're too soft. So we had four core principles was about showing up, being productive, teamwork, and accountability. Now, as far as showing up, I know other colleagues and team members that did not show up when they were supposed to. They always had an excuse, some reason why they couldn't make it. You know, they dog ate their homework, their child, their family. It was always an issue. Now, I'm not heartless, and that doesn't say that I'm not compassionate, sympathetic, or I show empathy towards people. But when it's a consistent thing every single day or very frequent, there has to be something to that. It's just like a cousin of mine in which she was the type of person that would every Tuesday or every Thursday, she would call my grandmother to come pick her up from school. And it was always around the same time. And it became like clockwork, where it was like, oh, Tuesday or Thursday around, you know, whatever, I can't remember what time it was, but around a specific time, my grandmother would get that call. And she would know it would be going to pick up my cousin. But it wasn't because school was over. It was because my cousin would always give an excuse to the teacher and to the principal on why she needed to leave at that time. It's the same thing with people. It's no different. They tried to find creative ways to get out of situations to make them feel comfortable. Then let's talk about productivity, which was my biggest thing. The reason why I griped with it was because I was the one that always had to be the janitor to clean up whatever mess that they made. So a lot of them wasn't productive. Now, yeah, granted, we did have layoffs where the people that was least productive were laid off. But at the same time, overall, as a whole, a lot of my colleagues and team members, they took advantage because I was the number one producer, because I was a high producer that if they didn't fix it, I mean, if they didn't produce properly, that I was just going to come behind them and clean it up. And that management was just going to send me in to do the job, which I didn't feel that was fair. And it was frustrating me because our standards were so low. So that is on productivity. Then when it came to accountability, that was another thing too. A lot of them did not want to take accountability for their actions. Or if they were wrong, they couldn't admit that they were wrong. But when they were right, they would love to shove it in your face and talk to you about how right they were. And this went for management too. I've had management teams where I have proved that they were wrong. But they didn't have the humility to say, hey, you know what, Joe, I was wrong. 
it was because they were in position of management, so they had to protect their pride, and they had to protect their ego. And then as far as teamwork, yeah, we had teamwork, and there were some years and there were some times where we were better than others, but that was also because the productivity wasn't on par. That was also because the accountability wasn't on par, and also because the attendance wasn't on par. So we had all type of dysfunctional issues. And I, yeah, granted, we were successful, but I would really like to really say we were a very dysfunctional championship team, if that makes any sense. Now, I know that may sound like an oxymoron, but that's exactly what we were. We were very dysfunctional, and it was a lot of conflict, a lot of chaos, but somehow through it all, we still were champions, and we still were able to get the job done year after year, consistently. My personal perspective on how to create great work should include the following. Showing up, being productive, accountability, teamwork, and standards, to name a few. All five of those should be in alignment, or there should be some type of balance, or that overall there should be some type of agreement between everybody on the team regarding those five. Now, I do feel like I lean more towards the Jobsian approach in which I believe that 60% should have some adverse confrontation to push people to achieve their greatness and to achieve their um, potential. At the same time, I also believe that 40% should be extreme gratitude. Now, you may say, Joe, why are you more Jobsian than Vaynerchuk using extreme confrontation versus extreme gratitude? I'll tell you why. And it's also what I alluded to earlier. Yeah, Gary makes a great point that, you know, Steve was in the 80s and he's now currently in the 2000s plus. Now, yeah, granted the whole you can get more out of people with, you know, with honey than with vinegar. And being kind and nice to people. Now I agree with that to a certain degree. However. Because of this paradigm. And because of the perspective. Hasn't really been changed. A lot of people have an entitlement mentality. And most people. Would not put their best foot forward. They would not do the best. That they possibly can. And take the time, effort and dedication. Also to develop their craft. They love to be complacent and just accept mediocrity. And when you're a visionary or you're a high performer, you cannot accept that. It's not in your DNA. You just can't accept it. This is why you need to be around like-minded people. You drive other people crazy because they're like, oh, he's unrealistic. He needs to just chill out. Why does he try so hard? Versus... At the same time, they drive you crazy because you're like, man, there's so much more that we can do, but we want to sit here and just be complacent. So it's the difference between being an eagle and a chicken, but you cannot be both. And I will leave it at that. Thank you for listening to the Paradigms and Perspectives podcast. We really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to this podcast. We really hope that you got some value out of this podcast. 
and that this podcast will assist with you changing your paradigm and changing your perspective so that you can live the life that you was meant to live. And we look forward to seeing you in another podcast episode. Thank you and have a good day.